Welcome to Uplifting Women Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Join our co-hosts, Holly Tesca and Kristen Strunk, thought partners in the world of leadership, equality, and personal and professional development. Listen as they bring stories of inspirational women and their allies who are working every day for authentic leadership, equality, and inclusion in business, education, and community. These are the stories of the people whose mission it is to ensure others are seen, heard, and respected. They've overcome challenges in the workplace and the world or supported other women in doing so. Holly and Kristen are committed to uplifting women's voices, sharing inspiration, advice, and maybe even a few laughs from women and their allies about the work they are doing to promote inclusion and equality in our world. They believe that by sharing stories of challenge and triumph, we can all make the world a better place as we inspire others to step fully into their personal leadership space. We are so happy you have joined us today for our conversation. Welcome, everyone. This is Holly Tesca. And Kristen Strunk. And we're welcoming you to our latest episode of Uplifting Women podcast. Today, we're honored to have with us Christine Billy. Christine is a master certified coach who is highly engaged in leadership, coaching, and training. She has more than 20 years experience fostering innovation in global organizations. Christine is a passionate catalyst of change. She thrives at developing and implementing new strategic capabilities. She demonstrates excellence in business development, cross-functional collaboration, and talent development, and has extensive experience leading global organizational projects in the pharmaceutical industry. With both internal and external coaching experience since 2009, Christine has supported more than 2,000 individuals and teams to move from dissatisfaction to action. She uses a fully customizable approach, allowing her to achieve sustainable, sustainable success. Her motto, ambitious and easy. Christine is a trainer, mentor, and supervisor for global accredited coaching training schools and has been a member of the board of the International Coach Federation, Switzerland, and is the ambassador for the Association of Corporate Executive Coaches, ACEC. And I'm also here to tell you that Christine brings a very interesting story. Um, she is a scientist turned leadership coach and trainer. I am fascinated by the prospect of picking apart this journey that you've been on, Christine, and excited for you to share that with our listeners. So welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, uh, Holly, and thank you so much, Christine. It's really a pleasure to be with you uh, tonight. I was just uh, sharing uh, before that I feel fully comfortable in this space, um, ready to walk with you uh, virtually, um, and uh, also feeling comfortable in this space because outside it's snowing, and so really feeling good, like, you know, a good discussion around the fireplace or something like that. So yeah, that's you. a yeah. beautiful picture that you're painting for us. Yeah. Now yeah. I feel like I need a little fireplace going in here or something. That would be wonderful. So yeah, yeah it is beginning to feel a lot like uh, the holidays. And uh, you mentioned before we started on the air, how you feel like you're in reflective space. Mm -hmm. I think I'm there as well. I know Kristen is too. 
So we're all thinking about the year that's behind us almost and what's to come. And um, yeah, the snow is kind of a quiet reminder to us mm -hmm. that it's time to just sit back and contemplate and celebrate what we've done this this past year. But Christine, we're here to talk about you and your wonderful journey, uh, being an uplifting woman yourself. So we appreciate having you on. You are an accomplished scientist. You've worked at some of the most well-known names in science in the world. And these days, you hang your hat as a coach, a leadership expert, and a trainer. So you've got to share with us and our listeners, how did you get here? Hmm. So, yeah, you know, I'm passionate about life. I'm just passionate about life. And I was just listening to you and say, yeah, it's a good, it's good, you know, metaphor. Say, you know, life is about reflecting and preparing for the future. Um, and I believe I've done that all my life. Um, uh, really asking myself from a very young age, what life means? What do you mean by living? Uh, and, you know, being healthy. Uh, having a, a nice life, you know, um, a life you enjoy fully, where you use your potential for something that you find valuable. Um, so this question was with me all the time. And then I first approached it from the scientific perspective. Okay. So um, that's, you know, I thought, oh, it's all about the body. You know, you need to feel good in your body and then, you know, everything is possible. So that was the initial trigger for me to go in science. So I had that dream, was making sense for me. So I just did it, right? So, and uh, I became a scientist. So I was born in Paris um, and I went to study at the School of uh, Science and then the School of Pharmacy in Paris. Um, I was more thinking about curing disease, you know, so you need to understand how the body works so that you can develop medicines. So something you can apply, um, not necessarily fundamental research, although I worked for the French government and the US government for a while as part of, you know, doing my PhD and postdoc. Uh, these were like, you know, steps for me to join the pharma industry because I really wanted to apply my knowledge. It's good to understand something. And I believe it's, it's even better to use what you, you believe you understand, right? And at least to try and see if that works. So I did that. I came back to Europe and I joined uh, Pfizer and then Novartis total almost 20 years. And I had different leadership roles there. I was first in the lab training new scientists and, you know, leading scientific projects and really passionate about working in the lab and mixing ingredients and observing what happens when you mix ingredients, right? And one day I was asked to join a project team uh, where you come as an expert and then you participate to developing a project. Something happened when I entered the room. I realized that there was even more power into connecting people than you know, mixing people, if I may say that this way, wow. instead of mixing ingredients, you know, what yeah. happens when two people meet, you know, and they start to talk? 
Wow. So I, I, I have that in my mind. Hmm. That's another dimension to uh, to life and to health that I didn't realize before. And so gradually, it became clear that my place was there, being part of a team and then leading teams instead of being in the lab. So it took me a lot huh, because, you know, I was really passionate and I can tell I could still go to the lab, right? I'm still passionate about that. Mm -hmm. But just like understanding, oh, yes, this is even more intuitive, more complex, and you can have more impact if you work with people. And understanding that health and life is more holistic. It's about how things connect together. People, teams, organization, everything is connected in this world. So if you understand how things are connected and you can change a small thing, like a scientist, you change one person or you change um, the question you ask, then you can really have a lot of impact. So, Christine, I know that you're very, very connected to body work and understanding the body. So I want to know if if you can share with us when you had that watershed moment, when when the light bulb went off, when you walked into that room, what did that feel like for you inside of your body? Mm. Mm. Let me try to remember that. I was in shock. <laughs> I think I was in positive shock. I was like, oh, okay, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's it's the same as, you know, you are asking questions for yourself for years and suddenly you got an answer for yourself. It's the same in coaching, right? Mm -hmm. You are struggling with something, you know, searching for something and somebody asks a question or tells you something and suddenly, paf, you know, it connects the two uh, sides of the puzzle. That's a really a magic moment where you realize, oh, okay, I didn't see that this way. It's it's just a, a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, I find you to be so interesting because it's not like you were, you know, you were at a low level of your work when this mm -hmm. phenomenon came across. I mean, you were very well established. You had been in your career as a scientist for 20 years. I mean, that's a big shift. It's a big shift in which side of the brain you're going to be using more frequently. You know? Yeah, I think if I am honest with myself, I think something was in preparation for years. <laughs> but somehow, uh, I was not listening to it. Right? So... I was successful in, in my uh, career as a scientist and still there was something in the background. Um, and when I reflect on it, I think that um, my, yeah, I think we are all like this. We, we are uh, raised or trained in a certain way to look at things in a certain way and then you get used to it. Um, and you can be very good at it. And at the same time, somehow something in myself was telling me, mm, yes, nice. And maybe 
there is another level of understanding, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know, was, and yeah. I, this is exactly what has been spinning around in my mind for a long time, you know, you, and you're, you're, you're talking around the edges of this. I mean, I think there's certain expectations put on us as children, as young adults, the influence of family, friends, as to what is it, what is it that you want to be when you grow up, right? Mm -hmm. And we think we have all the answers when we pick a major at the ripe old age of 18 or 20 years old, whatever that happens to be for you. And then somehow or another, get into the career and just move through the motions. And yes, people can be very, very successful and just as you did, but there's something going on in the back of your mind that says, is there, am I missing something? Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what I think is remarkable about you is even after all the success that you had in science and the work that you had been doing, you didn't let go of that dream and you took a risk mm -hmm. to, to completely, to do a, a complete career shift. Yeah. Almost like starting again from scratch. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit because you know, the transition was pretty easy, in fact, because I was in the pharma industry and you are asked to join teams mm -hmm. at some point. And so, you know, it was a nice transition for me for a while. Okay. So, um, and then people were noticing that I had a talent for leading teams or setting teams, motivating people, you know, and, and so they, they start to say, ah, you should, you know, do more of that. And, you know, you should go on stage, this kind of thing. But I, I it was so new for me that I couldn't even listen to it as, uh, at first. So I was going there slowly. <laughs> but at some point, uh, I had to acknowledge that this was the case. So, you know, they gave me opportunity. My manager, they gave me opportunity. And there was one day which was really, really a major career shift for me um, when I was working at Novartis in, in, in Switzerland. There was like an open day uh, where, I mean, it's ever, every two or three years, I think, and they prepare a whole program uh, for the scientists, their families, the kids, you know, friends, whomever wants to come. It's really open. Open. It's a big campus, okay, and it's open, and there is a lot of um, uh, fun activity, let's say. And people, there is a whole catalog, and then you can choose. Okay, I'm gonna go there. So speech or you know activity. So they ask me, the communication team ask me to be on stage and do coaching on stage, and so I was under shock when they asked me to do that at first, but they explained because I've been, I was doing experiments for two years where I, I approached it very scientifically. I was trying to support people who were struggling with a very with very complex scientific question or situation. And they only had, you know, 15 minutes during lunchtime or something like that. So I had a room in the camp on the campus and people could come. And I was designing experiments to see how I could help them with questions and, you know, intuitive thinking, this type of thing, which was, you know, taking a lot of risk because um, as scientists, we are not, you know, 
used to use intuition so much. So, but I, I was really trying to push people outside of their comfort zone. And this was working pretty nicely. So I've done a lot of experiments with small groups, etc. And so they said, you know, you are ready. You can do that on stage. That's, that will be fun, you know, etc. And then I finally accepted. And so that was a turning point in my career. I still remember it. It was 10 years ago. And uh, I was there. I went there in this room. And then the room started to feel, you know, and the title was Problems Are Solutions. And apparently the title was very attractive for people. And so we had to close the door because, you know, people were seated on the floor, etc. So that was really crazy. <laughs> and I remember looking at these people and then, you know, there was this space, this moment in space where I felt everything was possible. It's very difficult to describe. We were looking at each other like one. And yeah. I said, okay, this is my place. Something happened there. I, you know, talking about it, I still feel the, the, the emotion. And so I started the demo on stage. So I asked someone to, to come on stage and ask, you know, uh, share their, their question and, and did the, the experiment. And then we did that. And then people were, were happy with it. And then the, someone raised their hand like this and say, that was really interesting. Could we tackle um, a, a broader question or a more ambitious question? And then I, I felt that everything was possible on that moment. We could have tackled whatever because all these minds together was so powerful. So that was really a turning point. And I said, okay, now you can't ignore it. You know, it's your place, you know, to... Um, to be a catalyst for, you know, uh, finding ways together to solve, you know, problems and to motivate people. Yeah. So I did that, right? So I was a coach. I became a coach for leaders and teams, internal coach. And um, I really enjoyed changing the energy in the room. Yeah. So I really believe coaching is a great tool for preventing disease. That's why I stay on that side and I don't go back to, you know, curing disease because if you feel good and if you are happy uh, with good impact, you don't get sick or less sick. At least this is my belief. And I, I am engaged in, in being on this side. It's important to develop medicine to cure disease. If you can prevent disease, it's even better. And I talk about disease at the personal level, team level, and organizational level. Yeah. I wow. think what's so interesting about the conversation is your description of running experiments as a coach. Mm -hmm. And I think that that to me just frames it up in such a way that it almost takes the pressure off the coachee, for example, to say, we're going to try something and see if this works. I have a hypothesis that this might have an impact. Um, when you are working with someone, how are you approaching them to get them to move outside of their comfort zone and try new things? What are some of the things that you leverage in that space? Wow. Thank you for saying that. This is so interesting. 
I never saw that in this uh, from this perspective. But you're right. I think I uh, I have a very strong scientific mindset still, and yeah, I think it's about observing. You know, like when I was in the lab looking at what's there. You know. And, and sharing, oh, okay, there is this, there is this from my perspective. What do you think? Okay, so mm, pieces of the puzzle. Okay, and how do that all connect together, right? So yes, I think it's uh, it's really curiosity. It's really, mm, what does this mean, you know? And so, yeah, it's almost like it's a fun, it's a fun approach where we discover together. And when I introduce coaching to people, I say it's about exploring together. That's how I introduce it. So, um, and I, somehow I think people uh, get into the game, you know, the fun of it. They forget about what they are talking about, if it's painful or emotional or whatever. They just get into the the, the fun of the exploration, I think. Yeah. Thank you for... Uh, you know, it sounds like I clarify something in my mind here. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're always yeah. learning, Christine. You're always learning. I can see the wheels moving. But Kristen's right. You know, this whole notion of um, experimenting with others, it sort of takes the pressure off of feeling like you have to have the answer either as coach or coachee mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. the team that might be learning right because by saying we're gonna we're gonna try and experiment you know no one knows what the outcome is going to be we might have a we might be able to guess what we think it might be but it's not until you conduct the experiment that it actually confirms or disconfirms what that hypothesis might be and, you know, mm. we know through coaching, it's an iterative process. Okay, well, let's try this experiment for a week or so and see what happens. And then reflecting, did I get the answer or the result that I wanted? And if the answer is no, well, how can I refine the experiment to further test? Um, or do I completely cast it aside and try something new, right? Try a different experiment altogether. So um, I think it is a natural place for the science and the art to come together. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, I think you just are an extraordinarily wonderful example of somebody who wasn't afraid to trust that little voice inside that said, this has been a really great life the way it is, but there's something more. And I have to go and figure out what that is and find my place in it. So, you know, you are, you're an inspiration, Christine, you know, to never give up on your dreams or that little voice inside that says, I'm not, I'm, I'm still missing something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so you, you said it so nicely right and now a lot of things are coming back to my mind right it's uh i remember the ceo of novartis you know in the corridors you know uh, some buildings and he was passionate about art and so on the campus we had a and still beautiful campus huh? really um very nice buildings uh, a lot of piece of art everywhere and then really he, he was trying to uh, connect the two, okay, science and art. 
And I was pretty fascinated because he, I mean, this guy was pretty busy, right? And he could stay. I remember he was really thinking about, yes, this piece of art should be there. And I was like observing him and say, what does this mean? You know, so, and, and I just, I just thought about that, uh, listening to you. I said, yes, absolutely. It's, you know, I think life is both about science and art. You have this logical part of the brain or piece of in us. And you have also um, the artistic, uh, creative part. And we need both. And, and my role as, a, as an internal coach was to help scientists to use their intuition, to use more their intuition. Um, so somehow in my mind, I always had the, the, the two aspects that I was trying to reconcile into uh, my work, right? I think that's what it is. And um, interestingly enough, I have two sons and one is really in finance. So really, you know, the, the reasoning and the, the almost, you know, yeah, the numbers and the other is an artist. And, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, <laughs> this is in our family also that, you know, it's, it's both science and art. I think that's really something uh, interesting. And I, I, I like fun a lot. I like to bring positive energy. I think life is about fun. And I enjoy so much to create a positive um, shock. Yes. Uh, with teams or with people. They are struggling with something, they are in a bad mood or they don't know what to do, they are scared. And I like to uh, to come and do something crazy and then to change the mood in the room. When you do that, um, people stop and then they change the, you know, the, 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 the change in the level of energy brings something different. It's almost like they reset, you know, <laughs> like the computer. They reset to the point that sometimes they don't remember the question or the struggle they had before. And then they start on another level of energy. And I'm fascinated about that. Um, the same way when I was working in science and you change a small part of a molecule and then you have a total different result. So really acupuncture, minimal effort, but really on point and positive shock and you change the, the, the situation. Yeah. 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 The whole body experience, you bring it together by really fully utilizing both sides of your brain, the scientific, mm -hmm. the concrete side, as well as that playful, artful side. Um, mm -hmm. It really is a whole body experience. Mm -hmm. So Christine, yeah. I'm curious about if people don't have access to a coach like yourself, but they're feeling that they need to reconnect to their intuition, or they need to feel that maybe that mind body connection or that right, right brain, left brain connection, what is some advice that you might have for them? Mm, nice. You, we often say go for a walk, you know, or something like that. Stop, you know, thinking and do something totally different. And um, that would be my recommendation. 
when I was struggling in the lab, I, I tried to save time, you know, and I was doing two or three experiments at once. <laughs> and then, you know, you put this timer because you need to do something different. And then, you know, they ring all at the same time and you're like, okay, what I'm doing here, <laughs> I used to stop and go for a coffee just to take the time to think and say, think about what you are, you are going to do. So I think this is really important. Change your level of energy or your mindset or your focus. Look on the side, you know, something different. And letting go of, of the focus you have. Because when we struggle, it's because we use our specific belief or experience of life to like a seal, silo, you know, mentality which is important because otherwise you can't really analyze and make decisions. And at the same time, this is why we get stuck. So you really need to, to move, move away from that and see things from different perspectives. So go for a walk and look around. Something will inspire you. It could be a flower, it could be a wall, it could be a paint, a book, whatever. Something will, will come to you naturally and then you can connect that thing to the question you had. Um, that's intuition. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That uh, it's brilliant. It's like, you have to, you have to um, disconnect that circuit for a moment so that you can come at the problem from a different and angle. Plug. Yeah. <laughs> and plug, you know, Exactly. And plug and plug again, like we do sometimes when we don't exactly. know what to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, Christine, this has been a phenomenal journey with you here today. I, you know, so many things in my brain are just firing off. Um, but you know, I, I can't thank you enough for sharing this story because I do know folks that that, that struggle with am I in the right place right now? do I belong someplace else doing something different? And clearly you've, you've made that leap, a courageous leap <laughs> very successfully. And um, I think sharing those experiences with others gives them the courage to go out there and try something different. If you're mm -hmm. feeling, you know, like you're a little disconnected or something's a little off, you know, really do that deep reflection and ask yourself, what is, what is it that will make me happy? What what gets me excited? What charges me up? And um, mm. you're just a, such a wonderful example of somebody who's had the courage to do that. So, so mm. thank you. Thank you for for the opportunity to share. And I think you know we we can all do that. Uh, we sometimes forget that we were born with incredible skills as human beings to. Um, stabilize, destabilize, stabilize, destabilize, because when you walk, you do that, right? So we know how to do that naturally. So come back to this spirit and say, yeah, I can destabilize for a while because it makes sense for me because I want to go on the other side of the room um, and I know how to do it. So, um, yeah. Do you have a piece of advice or two that you'd like to leave with our listeners? today before we mm -hmm. wrap up take care about yourself ask yourself what's important for me what do i need to feel good and provide yourself with what you need so this is a caring part and then there is a daring part uh, daring to try things okay 
if it makes sense for you. We dream for a reason because we have a potential. So that's why we all have different dreams. You don't dream by chance. You dream about something you can achieve, which makes sense for you. So believe in your dream, um, dare to, to, to face that and, and, to, and, and, and care about yourself to naturally go there. It doesn't have to be painful or a lot of effort. Just, you know, follow your intuition also. Yeah. I think one of the other things I'm taking away from this is listen to the people around you who see something mm -hmm. in you that you might not see in yourself. It yes. sounds like you had a number of people early on yeah. who yeah. really noticed something in you. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if you hadn't listened to that, maybe you would never have taken that chance. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think we all need sponsors, mentors, coaches, or, you know, friends and, and people who, who share feedback. Uh, they tell you um, about your talents, natural talent, because we are not always aware of it or we don't always want to listen to it. And at some point... Um, it's about choice, okay? And yes, it takes courage for sure. I mean, it's, uh, I, I had a mentor, she said, yeah, it's up to you now. <laughs> and I think she, she triggered something in me, you know, I couldn't imagine not to try in my life and then to, uh, at the end of my life, regret and say, no, I didn't really use uh, all my, pot my potential. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, uh, it's really important, the feedback and, uh, you know, uh, that you get and, and to try. Yeah. Well, Christine, thank you so very much. Um, this has been an amazing conversation. Um, it feels good that the snow is falling gently outside my window. This feels just like a big hug talking with you today. And, um, you know, I, I hope it inspires others who I, who may be on the fringes of um, knowing that there's something else out there for them, but they're afraid to take the risk. Um, you're a great example of, of doing just that. And I love your words, caring and daring. Um, mm. I, I think that really resonates for me. So keep doing the great work that you're doing. You are a gift to the world, clearly. And um, it's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you so much, Oli. was so insightful. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in on this latest episode of Uplifting Women podcast. Holly and Kristen appreciate your dedication to uplifting women and look forward to you joining them again soon. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Please visit your favorite platform where you found this podcast to leave a review. If you are an uplifting woman or a man who champions women's success with a story to share, Kristen and Holly would love to talk to you. Please visit upliftingwomen.net and leave us a message.